What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 157 of Beef's Beef. And uh, I have another good one for you guys today. Uh, but before that, let's get to the sponsors, get this knocked out, make sure they, you know, are happy with their read here so that hopefully they can get some people to, you know, invest in them uh, like they have me. And we can get to this great interview that I have set up for you guys. So first, Crystal Lackey at Stockton Mortgage. Hit up my friend Crystal, especially now. She just had her beautiful um, baby boy. You know, even if you just write her a message to say congratulations and, you know, maybe that you'll contact her in the future, whatever. But anything as far as the home loan refinancing, mortgage needs, anything like that, hit up my friend Crystal Lackey at Stockton Mortgage. You can get in contact with her at 502 615-0743. Again, it's 502-615-0743. Stockton Mortgage is an equal housing lender, MLS number 8259. Crystal Lackey, MLS number 1735979. Next is Delium Clothing. You see the shirt here? Boom. And he just got a new building. I just saw that. He posted the key. I need to get in contact with him. I feel... I feel bad for not – I haven't written him yet. I, you know, I liked it and said congrats on there, but I haven't said anything to him yet. Uh, make sure you hit on my guy, I, Isaac, at Delium Clothing. That's Delium Clothing on Facebook, at Delium Clothing on Instagram. You can find his clothing at uh, Hems Gentleman, Gentleman Boutique in downtown New Albany. Delium is a men's and women's minimalistic brand that focuses on modern aesthetic and quality. Everything comes pre-shrunk and ready to wear. So just like I say every time, if you're a bigger guy like me and you worry about putting something in the dryer because it's going to shrink, you ain't got to worry about it with this. Again, you can find his stuff, his men's line now at, at Hems Gentleman Boutique in downtown New Albany. Delium Clothing on Facebook, at Delium Clothing on Instagram. So, guys, I have a great interview for you guys set up. I've, I've kind of uh, been trying to get this done for a little bit, but I finally got it set up thanks to my good friend, uh, Javante. Um, for you guys today, I have former PRP football great, former Western Kentucky great, uh, two-time first team all S or all CUSA in football, um, third-round pick of the Tennessee Titans in the 2017 draft, and current Cleveland Browns wide receiver Taewon Taylor. I'm pretty excited for you guys to hear this interview. Uh, I was talking with him earlier. He's excited after. Um, you know, we've been talking a little bit. He's excited to do the interview as well. So, uh, guys, without further ado, Taewon Taylor. All right, guys, I'm here with Taewon. Thanks for joining me today, man. Uh, no problem. Thanks for having me, my guy, for sure. For sure. So, uh, you know, I, I got I got in contact you uh, in contact with you through a mutual friend of ours, Javante. So, mm -hmm. Javante, shout out to you. Thanks for getting this set up for us. But uh, look, yeah, that's bro. Shout out to bro. Yeah, yep. let's, let's just get into it. So, so growing up in the Louisville area and, and playing sports, you know, basketball and football, were you a fan of any local teams? You know, Louisville, UK, or even Western Kentucky, where you ended up going? That's crazy. That's actually crazy, you know. Coming from uh, Louisville, being born and raised, I uh, actually wasn't a fan of neither Louisville or Kentucky, which, you know, some people, you know, they give me a fuss about. But, my, you know, I, I pretty much was, you know, I had a – I was a mix – you know, so in basketball growing up, my favorite team was the Tar Heels, you know, UNC. So that was the squad right there. You know, I just grew up watching all them boys ball. 
Uh, I mean, obviously, I grew up watching our city too, but I mean, them them guys just really caught my eye. Obviously, so that was my that was my team in football. My team was the Gators. You know, Tim Tebow. Uh, you know, Aaron Hernandez, R.P. You know, Chris Rainey. You know, all them boys. So that, that was a squad right there. Uh, so I like. I mean, I kind of pretty much was in between, but uh, you know, I never really grew on the U of L, U of K. You know, even being from home, so people always thought that was a little funny. And it's different. I mean, most of the time when people don't really like a team from the local area, they've moved in from somewhere. So you lived here your entire life and never really caught on to any of them? Yep, yep, yep. Lived here yep, my whole life. And like I said, I always grew up watching them. I knew I knew the uh, Cardinals, you know, back in the day, I used to watch, you know, Taekwondo. And I definitely used to watch Larry O'Bannon and them guys, Francisco Garcia, all them guys. So, so like, and I. Obviously, I had coach, you know, you couldn't run them, so they were definitely, uh, you know, well-known. But um, I just did, yep, I just, my team was just Tario, so I was just Tario kid, you know, Tyler uh, Hansbrough, Ramfield, and them guys, you know, I just, you know, obviously Danny Green, so them, it, was, it was a baller to me, so that was just my squad, you know. But I, I know a couple of people, you know, they got, they like different teams, you know, around Louisville, so, and they're from here as well, so, you know, but yeah, it's, it's kind of different. So you attended PRP for high school. Uh, mm-hmm. In your senior year, you started off really well, going over mm-hmm. 100 receiving yards in four of the first five games. And mm-hmm. with, with, not only that, you had 10 receptions in those first five games. So mm-hmm. what went into – like what – if you can think back to then, what went into you starting so well? Like what, what, like what did you focus on, you know, your junior to senior year to say, you know, this is going to be a huge year for me and, and really uh, propels you into having a, a great start to the season? Uh, yeah, well, it's kind of crazy because from my junior year to senior year, I kind of felt like I had a growth spurt that I didn't even know, you know, uh, my coach, uh, my senior year, my coach at the time, uh, Coach uh, Jason Heiser and Coach Tommy Williams, they even told me, came back, I was like, and he looked like a new a new player, a new man, like, well, what'd you do? And they basically asked me, what'd you do? But, you know, I was really just lifting, you know, we had the high school lifting program back in the day, so it was just, you know, that was just routine. So I pretty much was doing that, I was trying to do a uh, little stuff outside of that, but I really wasn't doing too much. I really wasn't that um, – I wasn't that polished in that area yet of, you know, being disciplined enough to go outside and, you know, extra work. I mean, I was trying to, but I was really more so getting that work in and there. But I was trying – I was taking advantage of that work. I feel like that I was getting when I was with the team, you know. I was maximizing. I was doing maxing out. I was going over my strengths and stuff. A coach, he took notice of it. And he tell, always kept telling me, you know, keep pushing myself in that way. So I think they helped a lot, you know, just trying to push myself, being going from junior to senior, and definitely, you know, trying to, you know, just make sure I was going to be become a better player and improve my game. That was basically my mentality, just like I said, trying to uh, take advantage and capitalize and maximize every every day for sure. So I know, you know, basketball-wise, they have AAU and stuff like that. But, I mean, did you take advantage of, like, seven-on-seven seven leagues or anything like that? Like, is that something that also kind of helped you? Because I know a lot of times in those seven-on-seven seven leagues, you're playing against the best players in the state, and mm-hmm. it, it maximizes your your potential with that, I feel like, as well. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, I really wasn't into seven-on-seven. Seven. I don't think that was – yeah. I'm, we had it. We did have it, like, back in, you know, middle school and stuff. But I don't think that um, – that was like uh, middle school, but I never really was outside of that. I wasn't into seven on seven, like uh, football, organized team activities. Yeah, I was just more so uh, just basketball, football, high school programs, you know, where I went to school. Um, and, you know, and I did one camp. I didn't even go to camps, you know, you know, all throughout middle and high school. So, 
I went to one camp and that was for like every player in Jefferson County at the time. So every player was a part of that. So that was one of those things where I was just, you know, trying to play, trying to grind, you know, just trying to earn my stripes. And like I said, my main focus was like trying to be better. You know, being so young, us in high school, you know, players, they just, they like nowadays, I was probably saying it's different, but back then, well, like when we was growing up, you know, everybody was just trying to earn their stripes. So I think that's what one of those was. So I think that was definitely my case, trying to earn those stripes and, you know, basically trying to, you know, just make sure I was getting better every day. It's, I didn't put this on there, but this you talking about that just made me kind of think, is, is there something that maybe you wish you would have done differently to maybe propel yourself as, as maybe like putting yourself out there more or maybe like something you could, you could give like a, a pointer to maybe a kid that is in your position that now that maybe you Absolutely. could say, Hey, you know, I wish I would have done this. Absolutely. For sure. Definitely kids nowadays definitely use everything we get at, at our access at their access, like social media and stuff like that. And, um, you know, even if you don't use that, just, yes, sir. Like for real, trying to be more vocal, being vocal to your parents, like trying to get involved, go to camps and stuff like that, get more exposure because, you know, only, only so much of that stuff is going to come to you. You know, I think kids definitely do need that nowadays, especially coming from Louisville. Um, you know, it's not a lot of exposure. I feel like we, I definitely know we didn't get that, um, you know, coming out of how, you know, high school, my senior year around those years, you know, uh, like, I feel like, you know, it was selective when it came to that. So definitely, but at, and at the end of the day, everybody has to earn it. So that was definitely the mentality and it's, it's, it's always going to be the mentality, but I would definitely advise all these kids now that's in high school and these boys is trying to get it. Definitely keep putting yourself out there and using everything you can, especially, you know, you balling, you, you definitely do that stuff for sure. Put yourself out there. Or don't put yourself out there like that kid did to Cam Newton the other day. Don't do it that uh, yeah, way. Yeah, don't do it, <laughs> don't that, do it way. that way. Yeah, that's going too far now. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah, then you're going, yep. <clears throat> so that, that's when you, you give them, you can't, you, they try to take the cake and eat it too. You can't do that. I know they probably ain't heard that though. So some of them boys. They, so let's, yeah. so let's go back to your senior year. I want you to think back to you're going into the state championship game. You guys are undefeated. <laughs> what, just explain that feeling after you win that last round and you're like, all right. Because at that point you're still playing in is that was that it were you in a playing at WKU? Is that where you played the state championship game? Yep, yep. So yep, explain exactly. what that was kind of like, you know, thinking, hey, you know, we're going to the state championship game. Mm-hmm. We're undefeated. Like what what was that feeling like? Oh man, it was crazy. Especially like, yeah, you know, not just for me, but I feel like, yeah, for the whole for the whole area, for the whole like high school community that um, you know, it's first time PRP going to state. So everybody was trying to take in a moment. And uh I think, you know, I think that's that really that really, you know, we uh we learned a lot from that. But I mean, I, I felt like with that being the first time and with this uh with that uh community and PRP, the high school, that being the first time that that's ever happened, you know, like it was like, you know, it was kind of like, you know, you couldn't help, you know, but to take it in like that you know, because everybody made billboards and stuff like that. But, you know, we definitely wanted to soak in a moment because, you know, we earned it. We got that far. We worked hard. But um, <clears throat> we obviously – and we obviously knew, like, uh, what what we was up to and, like, who we was facing. And, you know, the team that uh, we was uh, facing in the championship. So we uh, definitely knew that, you know, we, we were going to get the best, you know, version of them. They're the best team in the state, obviously. But as far as, you know, just the experience, that was definitely once in a lifetime. And being in high school, not everybody's going to go to state, obviously. Not everybody gets to experience that. So that was definitely crazy once in a lifetime. And and just the fashion we did it, you know, that I think that's what I I remember the most 
about that run for sure. So definitely ain't, can't forget that. So how many offers did you end up having coming out of high school? Uh, man, it's crazy. My guy only had, well, say three offers. Yep, only had three offers. I had uh, Texas uh, with Tennessee Martin. That's a D two, D two, Division one double or D two. I believe it was D two though. But yeah. yeah, maybe even NAI. But that was my first offer actually, and I ended up telling my mom like I was gonna go to you know that was my first offer ever. I'm, I'm it's, it's like a, it was like an Alabama offer to me like never seen a letter in the mail before. I'm like wow it's crazy but then um you know God started working and you know those a few more offers came in behind that Colorado State was my next offer I believe um and that was crazy because like who would have yeah. thought you know coach from Colorado come all the way down to PRP high school how do you find that like but coach Hammersmith that was his name I remember like like it was yesterday you know so you know it's so significant um, he just came to practice field and everything, and he started talking to me. He was talking to me a little bit, um, but we ended. I ended up finishing practice because he like I was on the side and stuff. You know, I was young, so I was like, you know, damn. I'm just like, I know. But he ended up talking to my coach, and my coach talked to me, and that went from there. Ended up finding that was an offer. Um, Bobby Petrino was my next offer at WKU. Coach Bobby P. He uh, called my my phone. Uh, I was in high school. He called my phone one day. I don't know where I'm uh, getting ready for school. I think, to, yep, the next day was a Friday night. We had a game at night. He offered me the night before on Thursday. Uh, this is Bobby Trino from West Kentucky. Uh, is this Taylor and Taylor I'm speaking with? Yeah, just so. Um, I'm just calling you, buddy. Uh, I want to tell you that I want to offer you. And what, was like, what, was that, what was that like? Because growing up in this area, you had to know, like, Bobby Petrino, before the stuff from Arkansas, was a rock star. Like right. that guy did everything and, and still as a football player and a football coach, like that mm-hmm. had to be crazy to just be sitting there and then get a call from Bobby Petrino and him exactly. saying, Hey, I want you to come play for me at, at WKU. Exactly. I'm like, uh man, I'm like, I'm thinking like, wow, coach, how'd you just find my number? But <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't even believe it. Uh so I was like, Yes, sir. He asked me if I um would I like to take a visit. And I told him, Yes, I'm I would love to take a visit. So I ended up taking a visit. West Kentucky first um and I um that was my first time in Bowling Green you know I never heard of Western so that's that's what's crazy too I ain't even like I heard of Louisville Kentucky but I never heard of WKU went down there seen Bowling Green so you, wait you you had never heard of WKU before you got offered I never bro it's crazy like for real I never heard of West Kentucky I promise like <laughs> and I'm like I'm like what what the hell West Kentucky what is that so I had to go down here and then, you know, it was a nice, I enjoyed it. Nice campus. I'm like, wow, like it's crazy. You so know, being so a high let's school. stop that real quick. Cause, cause you, yeah, said you yeah. took a visit there. Did you take any other visits before you went to Western? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, glad that you said that, bro. Colorado state was my, that was my first offer. offer. So you went, you I went mean, out. That was my first visit. I went, I flew to Colorado. It was my first plane ride ever. And then Tennessee Martin was second and WKU was last. <clears throat> so Tennessee what, what was it like? First off, not only to, Take mm-hmm. your first flight because I've flown mm-hmm. into Denver, so I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't, where did you fly into? Did in Denver? Yep, yep. I, I think it was Fort Collins or Denver. Yep, one of those Fort Collins or Denver. I believe it was Denver though. Then we drove to Fort Collins. Yep. How, first so, off, uh, how crazy is it to fly in over all those mountains and stuff? Because I flew over. I flew into Denver before, and that flight is cool. It's, I haven't yeah. flown from here. I've flown back from the West Coast through there. Well, it was crazy. Like the view is just 
it felt like like I don't know, like I was in heaven or something. I'm just looking at the window the whole time. I'm in high school, like, come on now, I'm on a plane. My mom's sitting there with her eyes closed, like nervous. Yeah, like she's on a roller coaster. She like like she's asleep. But I'm like, come on, man. But flight, I was like, wow. So I mean, I couldn't believe it. Mountains and stuff, like you said, bro, it was crazy. The landing was crazy. And I got off. I mean, just look just like a college campus is crazy. I'm like, this is the next thing after high school. Like I, I don't, I'm not, I don't see how I didn't commit there. But that's what I said. Only, only I know to this day. Only reason I didn't was, you know, because of distance. Felt like me going from Louisville to Colorado. That transition yeah. was gonna be way more intense than Louisville to Western. Yeah. Over to Tennessee. So, so you think if, let's say now yeah. you have yeah. the mindset you have now, mm-hmm. you, you'd have been at Colorado State. I think I, I, I probably would have. I probably would have. If I knew it, I, I think so. But I feel like – And it's nothing against Western Kentucky. It's just yeah, – I, I mean, I get where you're coming from. It's it's yeah. tough as a as an 18-year-old kid who's never – especially one that's never even been on a plane before. Back. And you're flying halfway across the country to – it doesn't matter how beautiful a campus is. Mm-hmm. I've never been this far away. I don't know if I'm going to be right. ready for all this. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, bro. I'm like – just like wow, and then I we spent. I, I was down there for like uh, two days, uh, just me and my mom, and um, you know she's staying. In the, we're staying in the hotel together, but you know I get to go out with uh, a few of the other recruits, and we know we went out like you know we went out to a little uh, party and stuff like that. They uh, took us out to eat and stuff like that. But I'm just thinking like the whole time like just you know just dang being away like this. Like when my mom when I when she, when you leave. Like it's gonna be the last time I'm gonna see. I don't know how many times I'm coming back home from Colorado. So, yeah. but I was like, uh, you know, that was something that I had to think about going into, uh, you know, my decision making at that time. Uh, obviously with WKU and stuff like that, and Tennessee Martin. I was like, you know, but yeah, it was something we definitely sat down and talked about. Me and my mom. And I definitely, and that definitely was a decision I made. Uh, but you know, I definitely feel like. You know, it worked for the best. Worked for the best. So, so would you say any of those three were necessarily bad visits, or would you say not, you had different things? I guess it just gave you a different perspective for for different things. Yeah, no, I loved all of them. And um, with Tennessee Martin, that was like kind of special too, because like that wasn't that. Uh, you know, it's you know, no offense to them, but you know, it wasn't their like stadium and stuff and this campus. Like it, it wasn't like. It, it was a step above PRP, you know, like from high school. But, you know, I looked at it like when I walked on that campus, like. It was, it was you. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, it's just me again. Like, exactly. It felt like walking on the WKU in the Colorado. I was like, damn, you know, just me being there. I'm like, but I was just more so, I'm, I was just, you know, thinking like, okay, this is football. Somebody wants me to, somebody wants me, you know. Yeah. So I got to go, I got to go to this place and I got to treat it like how I was treating it at PRP. This is what I got to do now here wherever I'm going to be at. But, you know, especially I was, I soaked that all in too. I just stayed, I just stayed overnight. I just stayed, I just did that visit and came back, you know. Where, where is Tennessee Martin? That is in um, Chattanooga. So, yeah, it's not too far, about a four-hour drive, I guess. Yep, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yep, so it wasn't too bad. So, yep, did it there. I drove there and back with my mom. So. so would you say the ultimate reason for you choosing WKU would be the – like how close it was to home, just being Bowling Green, um, you know, you can get home and, and back and within a day and it not be a, a big deal? 
I actually would say that I chose Western because of Bobby P. And um, okay. I can say that, yeah, I can say that, I can say that honestly, wholeheartedly, because when he called me, I was like, I, I know about him, obviously, you know, and I know about obviously Louisville. He was at Louisville. I watched football. Mm-hmm. I watched yeah. those days with him and Coach Brown. They was there, and like Brian Brown was throwing for eight hundred yards. <laughs> Michael Bush, like uh, Mario Urudia, and boys, and even uh, one of your Harry former, Douglas. Yeah, I say one of your former, yeah. future teammates, Harry. Former, yeah, one of my boys, Harry, HD, and all them boys. So like, I remember that too. So like, when Bobby P called me, yeah, that was just like that. When he called me at night, I was like, okay, I'm going. Like I kind of knew, but when I still had Colorado State, like I I didn't take that I didn't take that visit yet. So I was like, no, nah, I still got Colorado State. But when he called, it was just something that, like, okay, I know this it's, is it right there. I, I can't but, imagine being in that in that position, man, to to have someone like you were saying, because and it even sounds like you even felt that way at first too. When it's yeah, like, this is right. crazy that someone wants me to come play football for them. Yeah, like I'm thinking, like I didn't know what was gonna happen at the high school. I'm just thinking, like I gotta keep playing all these games, and then I gotta go with my next phase in life, whatever it's gonna be, and then this starts coming, all this stuff. That's always like, bro. I was like, I gotta, yep, I gotta be able to embrace all this, take it all in, and you know, be ready. I gotta just be ready. King, yep. so let's, let's think of your, your first practices there at Western. All right, yep. you get there. What what was the biggest, as far as workouts go, what was the biggest difference from you from like going into WKU from high school? Like, was it a huge difference? Was it just mm-hmm. a little bit of difference, or was it just like, mm-hmm. oh man, like this is insane? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, definitely was an insane, uh, insane transition. Definitely a uh, difference for sure. Um, definitely, I would say uh, the uh, competition for one. Um, you know the, uh, you know the intensity. You know the focus, and you know yeah, you gotta the uh, the, the detail too. Obviously, and the you know the work that you're putting in is detailed now. It's definitely more detailed. Um, you know, not, not nothing against high school work because, you know, that's, you know, that's definitely the mechanics, you know, that's the foundation. Those are the bit of a box to, for you to be able to get, get to where you get to in college, but college is definitely, you know, you got to improve and every day. Uh, that was the biggest thing for me. I was trying to just, I was trying to win the day every day. So we, and coming in WKU at the time that I did with those coaches that I had, I, I, I think that was like, that was a pillar for my, career in my game I was like a turning point I needed that because those coaches really like set the foundation of like you know co- competition and standard and I needed that I needed to be competing every day I had that mindset of I got to be the best person out here and so, I think I got that when I got to college for sure how difficult was it to pick up his playbook when you first started there was it I mean was it a difficult playbook to pick up or was it more oh, yeah. was yeah. it easier for you because you're a wide receiver and mm-hmm. a lot of it's like hey you know get to like kind of can you kind of break it down because i've never played football so break it down i guess in in, as layman terms as you can like what was it like you seeing this playbook like was i mean was it real thick was it i mean i guess at that point it's probably ipads and stuff or or yeah yeah it was binders for sure it was was definitely thick bro so and um that's what it was even though it it wasn't even the place you know the place everything was conceptual so you just really have to learn everything in concepts because mm-hmm. uh, you could be doing the same, you could be doing the same thing on a certain play. It's just um, you know, a different name, you know, but you just um, align different. Um, like you know, you could play the X or the Z on the right or the left. You know, you just got to know both sides, right and left. You know, 
So um, it was just the terminology. That was just the hardest part. And, you know, just rem just remember his verbiage and stuff. Coach P, he was, you know, coach is very, uh, you know, he's very, like I said, detailed in his craft too as well. He's definitely a exceptional coach. You know, you can't take nothing from him in that area. But, um, you know, it's uh, certain languages he likes, likes things a certain, certain way. And, you know, that was um, – that was definitely, like I said, that definitely challenged me coming from high school. You know, we, um, you know, we only had so many plays we ran, but then you get to college, you got Bobby Petrino offense, like it's like it's exquisite, versatile, and you know, it's just everything else. You know, so it's not just X's and O's anymore. So, but I think that was the biggest uh, challenge for me, and um, that definitely helped me. Yeah, helped me and like helped my mental as well. What would you say – Not this doesn't even have to include football. What would you say was the yeah. biggest difference for you going from high school to college? It could be It could be a football answer. Yeah. Uh, biggest difference for me, I would definitely say mm, from football, yeah. Like, you, I, you're talking about in terms of I mean, it could, be, it could be like, you know, you – you being completely in charge of yourself pretty much because I mean, granted you do have like teachers and stuff and professors and everything like that, but mm -hmm. there's not someone that's really, you know, your parents aren't yeah. there. Yeah. So, I mean, it could yeah. be as far as schoolwork, it could be, yeah. I mean, anything, the playbook. Yeah. I definitely say respond, my, my responsibility for sure. Because, um, and, yeah. In high school, because you, I, I like mean, you're, you're playing against the best players from every high school now. So yeah. now it's like you can't take anything off. Yeah, facts. And that's what I'm saying. That and the the responsibility for me, I felt like in high school, I just felt like I felt like I could just, you know, I want to say get by, but I felt like yeah. that's almost how it kind of was. Not just with the sports, you can just get by with certain stuff, you can win, but it, like you said, with the class off the field and in the class of hallway, I played basketball, football, so oh, okay, teachers, you know. You know, that was, you know, the more lenient with me and stuff like that. You know, uh, you know, I was aiding. I could be an aide seeing uh in the junior year, going in senior year, like, come on now, that's that's not preparing me for college for a test when I gotta study and yeah. use no cards and do this and then you'd be ready to take an exam and go back home and get ready for uh, another uh exam on a quizlet or whatever, you know, like yeah. I, like everything is everything is all about preparation my responsibility preparation is definitely the biggest difference I made going from um high, uh, high school to college because I definitely learned quick especially with football and coach like I said coach P and my coaches and everything else and then obviously with school as well a lot of players too you know a lot of players you know you know like I said struggle early and and I feel like that was a that was a result from high school like it showed a lot with everybody. Sure. So, so your first game of your freshman year, you guys play UK in Nashville, which is kind of mm -hmm. cool because one, it's from this year's every I mean, there's a lot of UK fans in Louisville. But then mm -hmm. not only that, it's kind of a foreshadowing because you're playing in your future home. What so not only do you all just show up, mm -hmm. you guys you guys beat them for one. First, I got two <laughs> questions for this. First, what was it like to beat UK in your freshman year? Second, explain how it felt to have your season high receptions in that game as well. Uh, yeah, man, that was crazy too. Um, because I don't even think we mentioned this, bro, but I actually went on a visit to UK um, when they had. Uh, um, was that still was, was that still Joker Phillips there? 
Joker. Exactly okay. right. You're exactly right. They had Joker Phillips, and they played West Kentucky, and I was at that visit, and they lost that game. And I was like, wow. <laughs> and Joker Phillips, um, he was going to offer me, but he ended up getting fired. And Bob Stoops took my offer. Yep. And I believe he gave it to Ryan Timmons. I don't even know if you know. Ryan I know Timmons. the I know the name, but I'm not familiar fully yeah. with what. Yeah, but I, I still remember that. Like I was just think, like a. You think Mark like, Stoops is kicking himself in the tail now? Thinking <laughs> you mean I could have had this dude, but instead of. Hey, it's like you said, said earlier, man. Search. Everything works out for a reason. Hey, hey, my God! I'm telling you, but it's crazy. I can't believe they. I can't believe uh, they lost to West, and I'm like, I'm at that game. Like, I'm on a visit for you at Cam. Like, that felt so good too, as well. Like, that was crazy too. I actually didn't. I, I remember that vividly too. I can't forget that. Um, but um, they lost that game. I was like, wow. But then I so happened to turn around, be playing for the Toppers. We go in, like you said. I go into. I'm going into Titan Stadium, not knowing that you know I'm going to be drafted. Now. I'm like, come on now. Like I went to WKU in the state championship, not knowing I'm gonna be coming here. Yeah, that's like, like that's crazy. I didn't even think about that. You, <laughs> your last game of your senior year, you play where you eventually go. The first game of your freshman year, you play where you eventually get. Yeah, that's that's that's, a, that's a movie. That's a movie. <laughs> that's, that's really what it, it's a movie. Come on, bro. Like that's what I'm saying, bro. I'm like, but going into that, um, I mean, Titan Stadium, getting ready for the well. I'm like, wow. And I just know, I because I'm I know I'm just like. And I know who's over there, Ryan Timmons. He's over there with a UK jersey on his back. And I'm just thinking, like, what? I'm just thinking about that. I'm not thinking about the game. I'm like, because I know they offer, you know, but, it, you know, it was kind of some – that was just back – that was at that time. It was just crazy. You're, you're catching and, um, everything in Stoops. is like, who is this? Oh, <laughs> oh, it's the guy that I didn't offer because I'm an it idiot. Was, it was crazy because we had – I feel like that year, too, our, my freshman WK, we had – you know, we had a lot of Florida boys. You know, we just had that swagger about us, that juice. And I think we, we was ready to come in. And we was ready for – we was ready that game. My whole team was – I feel like we had that energy. And so, I feel like we was ready to win. We went out there and bought. I got a question. So was the year that you visited or was a year that you were there, which one was it when the famous clip happened where the guy said they supposed to be SEC? Which year was that? Was that the year you were visiting or was that the year you played? I I think that was – yeah, that was the year I was visiting. Yep. That was the year I was visiting. They beat the uh, UK. Told them they supposed to be SEC. Yep. I was on that UK sideline, though. I didn't hear that. (laughs) Yeah, so – I definitely seen that, though, when I got the Western. I said, Wow. I did not even know. So Andrew you, Jackson. yeah. So, you, so you guys end up having a, a really successful year your freshman year, but mm-hmm. you guys didn't end up getting selected for a ball game. Do you looking mm-hmm. back? Do you feel like that you guys kind of got ripped off and you all should have made a ball game? Yeah, yeah. I feel like we probably should have that year. I know we, I mean, we won, we, we won enough that year. Uh, I think we just lost. I think we had two, a uh, couple losses that might have hurt us more. And you know, they, I think they. You know, there was a couple other teams out there that they felt like they could get – they should give the edge over us that year. But I definitely feel like we deserve at least a bowl game. Um, you know, I feel like that coach was really – you know, he wasn't too happy about that, obviously. I don't know if that, you know, um, contributed uh, a factor into, you know, him going to Louisville the following year. But, uh, you know, that's another story. But uh, I think we should got a bowl for sure. I mean, so, yeah, we definitely like we definitely and with that Kentucky win that first game, like yeah, you know, I mean, you have a power five was, win on the or at neutral site, but still, yeah, neutral site, yeah, it's still, power, it's still a power five win. Yeah, SEC, yeah. So I, I didn't even think about, and that was the year after I visited. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, cut you off, B. That was the year after the year I visited. So we beat them two years in a row. Yeah, I mean, their, it's at their home crazy. in the neutral site. Yep. So I didn't even think about this because I asked about uh, Coach Brom later, but kind of did, did you have any ill feelings towards Coach Petrino leaving because that's who you came there to play for? Or was – you know, did you already have a pretty good relationship with Coach Brom and it made it the, the transition easy or easier? I mean, because I'm sure it's not easy for you to lose a coach that you committed to. Uh, but I feel like, I guess, with, with Coach Brom, that that makes that situation a little bit easier. I think you're, I think you're, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you, hear there you go. Yeah, I think you had the mic covered up now. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. As I said, um, I, I definitely had a great uh, relationship with Coach. But, um, it was it, it wasn't it wasn't. I think Coach, like you said, Coach Bob made it easier for me. Uh, with Coach Machino leaving, uh, leaving, that was obviously you know tough for all of his recruits that he bought in that year. Um, but we, we you know we felt good and you know we felt like which obviously happened that you know Coach is going to be the next man up, Coach Brown. And um, it's crazy because he actually. Like I, like I said before, I committed. He he did a home visit with me, just him. He came to my mom's house. Coach Brown did, and uh, he sat down on my couch. You know, he told my mom, you know, they wanted to offer me. And he actually came to one of my high school basketball games, B. So that was pretty cool, and I thought I, I, I appreciate that a lot. You know, that was special uh, uh, to me, you know, when Coach did that and stuff. You know, it showed me a lot. So that played a factor in my decision, too, as well. You know, so was it? You say that was, was there ever a, like was there ever a thought that you may follow Coach Petrino? Um, I when I took when I was uh, unsure what was the coaching change going to be. We didn't know if Coach Brown was. I didn't know what I was going to do. But when Coach Brown did that, yeah, I knew without a doubt I was staying at Western with Coach Brown for sure. Yeah, I never, yeah, I never second guessed that for sure. So what was? What went in between your freshman and sophomore year? Because now you got a new coach. You know, right. maybe the scheme is probably somewhat still similar. It's not exactly the same, but I'm because Coach Brom coached under Petrino for so long. You figure he had to take some things from it. What what kind of stuff did you guys talk about as far as hey, this is what you need to work on in between your freshman and sophomore year that propelled you to have such a stellar sophomore year? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, he he really wanted me to focus on um, you know, just you know, become a, a smart player, just being smart, you know, knowing, how to, knowing the game, knowing the situations, knowing where I'm at, knowing how to take hits, stuff like that. So I started, started to emphasize that going from freshman, sophomore year. You know, I felt like freshman year, you know, I felt like didn't do what I wanted. Um, and with me, you know, coming from high school, playing that first year, and, uh, you know, me, I guess me realizing that, you know, that wasn't my best, I, I, I felt like that was good. I felt like I was growing. That was good yeah. for me because I knew I definitely not get better. You know, you know, some, you know, some people might hit a wall, you know, coming from high school, you know, they, you know, are five stars or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, freshman year, they do this so-so, but you got to, in some sense, about growth every year is, every year is a new year. You got to, you got to be better. Every year has to be better than last. So I think that was my mentality, uh, definitely. And um, I felt like that was my drive at that was at a high point. And, you know, it obviously gets bigger and bigger I mean, your drive. You could, you could definitely tell that Coach Brown was happy with what you did because not only did you play in all 13 games, but you started seven of them. And you know, the first game of your sophomore year, you had 12 receptions for 185 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a phenomenal game for anybody to have anytime. But you're a sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. 
you have three offers, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. What, like, first, I, I didn't add this on, but first, I, I want to know after that game, you probably felt like no one could tell you anything. <laughs> I, like, that's that's kind of the mindset that I feel like I would have. But, like, what, what I guess all that stuff you just kind of talked about there with, you know, try, how to take hits, uh, mm-hmm. being more like, do you feel like all of that work in that first game, you were like, all right, now I know what I got to do and focus on it. Right. Like, that, that helped a whole lot going into this year. For sure, absolutely. Facts. Like I said, I was definitely thinking about that. And leading up to that first game, like everything that I thought about that I did, we did that off season that summer, all that work I'm putting, all that stuff coaches telling me, you know, now it's time to, you know, we put it to use, you know, do everything and build on it. Now I had to build on it. And I did it that first game. Like you said, that was my best game ever up to my playing days. So right there. Okay, yeah. now. Now I got to figure out what I got to do to keep this going. So that's when I feel like you're able to start. Okay, you can really start, you know, you know, uh, breaking yourself down as a player, player, really seeing, evaluating yourself, really seeing what you can do and how you can build on that, be consistent. And then that's when the consistency starts. Consistency part comes in from sophomore to junior. Now it's about consistency. And then that's where it really takes over. So you all started the season out three and five, not the way you guys wanted to start it out, but um, – mm-hmm you all ended up winning the last five games of the season, including mm-hmm. a, a basketball-like score of 67 to 66 <laughs> over at – I think it's at, it was at number 19 Marshall. It might have been at home, but I know they were at least number 19 first. Yeah. What, what, think back, what went wrong to, to start out three and five? Second, what did you all change as far as your mindset goes to win the last five games? And then third, take us back to what it felt like being the winner of that barn burner against Marshall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like to start off like that, you know, it was rough. Obviously, you don't want to start off like that. And, um, you know, we, we knew going into the next year, we, we had Coach Brown, you know, we felt like we didn't want to let him down. It's his first year. We felt like we were doing everything for Coach. It's his first year. We're trying, to, we're trying to prove him right, that he has the right guys and stuff like that. So it was tough. So we had to, uh, we had to figure out a way to, you know, regroup and, you know, reset. And that's what we – I think that's what we tried to do those last games. So – um. And then, and then, what was the second part of that? B, you said. So, going so in? you, uh, what, yeah. what kind of changed mindset wise to go in yeah. and win the last five games that you all did that yeah. eventually led you all four in a row to get you guys into a bowl game, and then the last one yeah. to, to win the bowl game. To win the, yeah, that's so, yep. Uh, uh, as I was saying, yeah, we just had to find a way to reset, and um, you know, put those put those first three behind us. Flush set, you know, it's football. You know, everybody's not gonna win them all. Um, you know, and. You know, you got to – the most important game is the next game, you know. So, that's kind of that's kind of what the mindset was for sure. And then, you know, obviously with that being the last game of the season against the best team in the conference, that was supposed to be the best team in the conference, they're undefeated. Well, you know what better way to go on the road, rival, you know, everybody hates you there. <laughs> uh, I mean, they didn't get no better than that. And that was kind of like reminiscent of, like we talked about the UK game, my freshman year, it was that same energy in the locker room with that UK game, my freshman, the same energy that sophomore year, my last game. This is Marshall. We come out on the field. You obviously seen the the duel we had with them. We, I know, you know, we, you know, it was a little, I mean, it wasn't nothing, you know, just energy, you know, the high energy, energy is high before the game. I mean, I can't even imagine it. having that feeling walking off that field knowing you all just scored 67 points and only won by one point. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And then right after that um, pre-game scruffle, we just – we let it all out on the field. 
look. Oh, so you know, wait, so there was a there was a pregame fight. Well, it wasn't no fight. You know, it was just like you know, we just met him, at, you know, because we was warming up. They was warming up. We was getting close. They getting close. So it was just one of those. We were no, you know, were no punches thrown, no blows, nothing. But you know, just you know, we was pushing each other. Yeah, just ear yeah, ear to ear, nose and nose and shit. But after that, you know, we just but you know, we got on the field and you know, everybody we put it out there. You know, both teams put it on display and like you said, that's, that's what you got. You know, 67, 66. You know, we they, we wasn't gonna be denied. They wasn't either. And that, like I said, that was that game was definitely crazy. That was definitely, like I said, one of those games to remember. So you you all actually, like I said, I, I, like I mentioned, you guys made a bowl game. Uh, so mm-hmm. what was it like to not only make a bowl game your sophomore year, but to play in the Bahamas? And did did they actually give you all a little bit of free time whenever you all went? Oh uh, yes, sir. We definitely first Bahamas bowl. My first time getting a passport. I mean, that was crazy too. Like, as I said, going to Bahamas, that was like Colorado all over again. As me as a high school student, like that's what I'm saying. I'm like reliving moments. But I mean, it was crazy. We get on the plane, we fly over there. We just on the island. We just fly over all this water, and just this pops up. So that was crazy. Uh, but yeah, though we uh, got our passports, and um, yeah, we went over. We played in the Bahamas Bowl. And um, you know, it was a great game for us. Like I said it was one of those this game I'm not gonna forget. Just playing in the Bahamas, being there to experience, you know, we see Magic Johnson at the casino, you know, ride uh, jet skis, you know, on the beach. I'm like, that don't get no better than this, man. So that's definitely, definitely something I gotta go back to. So you guys were actually six in the nation in scoring your sophomore year, 44.4 points per game. What do you think attributed the most to the success of your all's offense that year? I would definitely say, um, <clears throat> I would definitely say the guys we had. Um, and, you know, I was, I would say, yeah, every, the unselfishness of our team that year, you know, we had a lot of weapons that year. And um, I don't think, I, I think guys was, I think we, that was like, I, that was probably our most complete team out of my four years at Western, my sophomore year. Oh wow! Yeah, that was our most that was our most complete team for sure. We um, yeah, yeah, we was definitely unselfish. Like everybody wanted everybody. We wanted the best for all of us, and there were so many of us. You know, we we didn't have no choice but to be be in it for one another. So I think that was the special part about that team. And we had some leaders that that was, you know, some of our seniors that was, you know, they was in the days before. Brom and Coach P, that was with the Taggart days. So, yeah. those guys on their way out. So, they really, like, brought us together and, like, you know, really finished it up. But that team was real complete. Um, I'm, I, I, I don't know if I would want to say probably I'm most complete because I, I was about to say, was, you're, you're, the next two years, y'all were pretty good. I know. Especially, that's especially saying, your like, senior year, you over. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. I would say that. Yes, I, my, I would say my junior year was probably our most complete because we won the conference championship. But that my sophomore year, that, that like kind of built it into that for us, set that up for us. But my junior year, that yeah, that was a cherry on top for sure. So your your junior year up until this point, because mm-hmm. you 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 stay your senior year as well, it was considered the single greatest season in WKU history for a wide receiver. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna read all your stats. So just to pump your head up a little bit. <laughs> So you had you set the single season record for receiving yards with fourteen hundred and sixty-seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you had the most receptions in a season with 86, and you had the most touchdown receptions with 17. Mm-hmm. And you were just the second receiver in school history with at least 1,000 receiving yards, period. Mm-hmm. Explain the feeling of knowing that when someone speaks of Western Kentucky football, your name is always going to be synonymous with the great receivers. If I mean, I would say you would have to be considered the greatest wide receiver to come out of Western Kentucky. Like, I don't mm-hmm. really think that's even a question. Explain that feeling of coming from where you came from, where you're, you know, your first plane ride was, you know, your senior year of high school, you had three offers, and now you're three years in at, at a college that's right down the road from where you grew up. Mm-hmm. And at this point, you're already probably considered the greatest receiver to ever play there. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy being like, like you said, like, I didn't even I didn't even know some of those stats were stats. Like, come yeah. on now. Like it's I mean, just it's just it's just a testament to like like I talked about, like from that moment I walked on that campus at freshman when I knew like it's when I seen what it's gonna take and the drive is it's gonna have to be about a certain drive. You gotta have a certain and it's it's gonna have to just, you know, like I said, it's gonna have to be bigger and bigger every year. The flame's gonna have to grow. So um, I was just, I mean, it's just crazy just to think about that. And when I look back on it, that's what I'm saying. It's like bittersweet because, you know, you just, you know, when it, when it's there, when it was that moment, I feel like when I was in that time, it's like, I was just thinking like, okay, dang, I got to do this because I'm so worried about the next moment. But you don't really get to, you know, cherish that at that time. And that, that was special though. And that, that's crazy because I, I don't even realize it like it. I feel, I still feel like I didn't do enough there which is crazy, but it's definitely special. And, um, yeah, as I said, that's, that's always going to be a part of me for sure. So, like you mentioned, not only did you have a, a great individual season, but you had great team success as well. Your mm-hmm. only two losses were to Indiana in a 38-35 game and to LSU 48-20. Mm-hmm. First, when, when did you know that you all were going to be a great team? Yep. Second, what like which game do you feel like was the best game you all played in? And it could have even been in a loss. It could have even been in that IU game. Yeah. Uh, but which game do you feel like was the best game that you guys played that entire season? That's that's uh, exactly what you said. The IU game, I feel like that's when we knew, you know, this is this is it. You know, we got everything we need, I think, that game. Because we lost that game, and I feel like we went in the locker room. And especially me, I feel like – I feel like, you know – that's what coach is saying. Cause I remember going from my summer to my junior year, I remember coach pulling me into the office and vividly saying to me, you know, I'm I'm ready to give you I'm ready to give you the keys to this offense, basically, as a junior. So now I gotta basically grow up quick as a player, football yeah. player. You know, Coach Brom, Jeff Brom sitting there telling me this. So like, oh yeah, serious now. So I mean, but I mean I already knew what it took, you know. Obviously you gotta work hard every every day, you know, but Oh, I definitely felt like, you know, that definitely was the turning point for us. That uh, you lost, and after that, I felt like we hit a stride, and uh, it, it showed. So what would you say, like, when he says, hey, you know, pulls you into yeah. the locker room, and he was like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of – I want to give you the keys to this offense. Yeah. I, I feel like immediately you have to change your mindset into, you know, you you, you think of the Kobe, the, the Mamba mode. Do you have to uh. go into, like, a killer mode to where – you think it doesn't matter who we're playing. I'm the best player on the field, and I have to play that way. Is it kind of like what you felt like you had to do at that point whenever he, he said that, and that's why you mm-hmm. feel like your season – like that that was like the biggest attributing factor to that season being so so good? 
Absolutely, for sure. Um, as I said, like that, that's crazy because I'm thinking like, you know, um, I'm a junior, so coach, I mean, coach wouldn't just be saying this to a junior. I mean, he yeah. has a Brandon Dowdy quarterback who's a senior. He got some other senior receivers. Like, but he's telling a junior receiver from Louisville me that, that he wants to do that. And that's his plan. And, you know, that I just got to be ready. So that, that definitely, like, like I said, helped me grow up. Like, okay, now you need to know, like, it's about, you know, consistency every day, you know, even your best games. Because that Indiana game that we talk about, B, I, I feel like I, it was a good game, but that's not good enough. You know, you yeah. can't, you can't just think everything's, you can't never think it's good enough. Even when you, you might seem like it or somebody tells you, you know, that's what people, you know, fall victim. And, you know, and that work ethic and everything, you get that little bit just of credit and, you know, you try to take it. But that was one of those things. And so I said, Coach, he basically told me and I try to, I try to, uh, you know, I try to, you know, I try to implement that into everything, workouts, all everything like I was doing with the team, with my boys, you know, with the team outside. We had our little pro day. We had our little, we did a little pro day uh, thing. Uh, like it was, I want to say it was like a, it was a certain period every, during the season that we, we did like a little pro day testing mm-hmm. where we just had everybody do jumps and 40s and cone drills. Our strength coach did. And, you know, he brought us in at different times of the day. And we he's posting all of our numbers. I'm thinking like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm about to be number one in everyone. So I'm just looking at everybody's numbers. Yeah. People's not knowing that I'm going to the board. And then I, I go out and – I remember, I remember like it was yesterday, B, I go out and do an 11, 11-foot broad jump. Coach, he brings the whole team together, my strength coach. And he's just like, he's like, okay, I'm just going to let it be known right now. We got a, we got a, we got an effing freak in here. <laughs> we got a freak. I'm like, oh, what you talking about, coach? I just jumped. I just, just did my broad. I just, but I mean, they, they just said they felt like that's, that's what I needed. They just had to put certain things on the spot. And I feel like all this stuff, you know, contribute to you know where I am now and I just gotta keep that same driving you know just keep that same so so going into into your senior year did, did you ever after having that year did you ever think about leaving and going to the NFL after that or or was it I, like what made your decision if if yes like what made your decision to come back yeah yeah it was definitely some talk so um and I started getting you know agents you know started to come about and stuff like that and you know it was definitely the teams that was coming in the facility so you know that was definitely, you know, that was intriguing. You know, that's like eye candy for any, any, anybody in college. So, um, but you know, I just know me as a player. My heart, you know, you gotta, you, you gotta go with what your heart tells you. And my heart told me, you know, you gotta come back. You know, this ain't, this ain't enough. This ain't. I need more, and I, I needed more coming from junior year, especially when you, you doing some certain things that you, 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 you revealing from your game. Now you want you got to see more. You got to find what, what what else you can do. So what else is there? So that's kind of what my mindset started to gravitate towards as I got closer to that next year, getting closer to college, getting closer to spring. I said, okay, I'm I'm ready to go back to school. Yeah. So didn't want to put my name in. So your your senior year, we just spoke about how great of a junior year you had. Your your senior year was even better. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like. You know, sometimes guys will come back and it ends up being a wrong decision. I don't think it was a wrong decision on your part. Mm-hmm. Uh, your senior year, you you have you followed up with an even better individual performance, uh, breaking your own records of single season receptions, mm-hmm. single season single season single single season receptions and reception yards, 
and the team went 11 and three. I know your all's record wasn't better uh, your junior year, mm-hmm. uh, but you've kind of already answered it. Which, which year do you think you all were better your junior or your senior year? Mm. Dang, he threw that question on me. That is going to be. Because, mm. I mean, you all, I know you all went 12 and 2. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. But you know I, what? Yeah, I'm going to have to say. I'm, I'm trying to remember, you all beat somebody pretty good your senior year. Um, yeah. Uh, who do we beat? Um, I know we played Alabama my senior year. Yeah, and you uh, actually, played, I know that uh, you all lost. We played Purdue you- my senior year. We freaking lost. I mean, it was Vanderbilt. My fault. My fault. B. It was Vanderbilt, not Purdue. Uh, we we lost about one point at home. Let's see, twenty sixteen. I'll pull it up because I remember seeing it. And I was like, I know they had a better re- record the year before, but they might have. Yeah. But you know what, B? Yeah, you can go and pull those stats up. But you know what? I'm at this. I'm at to go with junior year because. Uh, solely off the fact that we had my boy Tyler Higby. I mean, he just made us a – He, I mean, he was the X factor for that junior year team for sure. Um, yeah, you all lost to Vanderbilt by one in overtime. You all lost to Louisiana Tech by three. You all beat Middle mm-hmm. Tennessee in two overtimes. Yeah. And you all blew out Marshall at Marshall 60 to six. 60, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I'm going to have to go with junior year. I'm going to have to go with junior. I feel like we – we was a little bit more. We was a little bit more complete junior year. I feel like. Yeah, because um, you and, 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 Yep, and on the defensive side of the ball as well, junior year. You said we actually won what? You all won at Vanderbilt your junior year. Uh, Ooh. you also. Yeah, so we beat, I, I we mean, played, I would have to agree with you. Yeah, you played Vanderbilt Vandy, years. Dang, I didn't, I didn't. Okay, I forgot about that. We did. Yep. I got. Yep. I now I gotta say junior. Yep. Off the facts, I didn't know we beat them on the road. Yep. Beat them at Vanderbilt 14 to 12. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Higby had 102 receiving yards. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. You said you could have done more against Indiana. You had 196 receiving yards. I'm not really sure what else you could have done as far as, uh, you know, doing more to to help beat Indiana. I mean, 196 right. receiving yards is it's not a bad game. I'm a, I'm a bitch. I'm saying like, and I still didn't realize what, what happened, what I did, but I was just like, damn, I got to do more for us to win. I mean, excuse my language. Oh, no, I, was okay. like, I mean, I just got to do more. Like, I was just like, I mean, we just lost. Like, you ain't supposed to lose, so we, that's, the, that's the name of the game. So so even if it was your senior year, I, I want you to think about going into your bowl game. Were, were you upset that Coach Brom, uh, you know, left before your all's bowl game? Uh, No, I wasn't upset. Uh, I, I ain't I don't I ain't trying to sound bad to my players, but and I was, that was my last year. So, and so, my look, last year. so you think if that would have been your junior year, you would have been my junior year. It would have been way more different. Yes, absolutely for sure. Um, yeah, because I definitely uh, understood why some of our young young boys, young guys was yeah they didn't they wasn't too happy about that. But uh, you know, coach, you know it's life. You can't coach has to, he had to do what he has to do, you know, to make provide for his family, you know, and, you know, that's the best situation. And he obviously deserved that, you know, after doing everything he did for three years straight, you obviously, everybody and seen that coming and everybody was, would be expecting that, you know, but um, definitely happy for him. But um, we felt good going to the bowl game because, you know, 
that's what I said. We we feel like we we had already hit our stride at that point. Mm-hmm. And you know, after that last game, after our conference championship, you know, we got our bowl game selection and we was feeling good. And you know, we just wanted to finish off with a bang. So I feel like we would have I feel like we would have won that game. No offense to Memphis, we played them that year, my senior year in a bowl game, but I feel like we would have won if I was coaching, you know, just because we was just feeling so good and we was riding. I mean, we just, and, you know, we just we just won out. And that's what I said before, the game before that, we beat La Tech, and that was for the conference championship, and that's a rival. So that was that was really our biggest game of the year right there. So that was our championship, but the bowl game was obviously cherry on top. So, so after, the, after the season, you were you were invited to the, the senior bowl, and I saw some names on there that were – it seems like maybe I need to start paying attention to the senior bowl a little bit more because if you have guys mm-hmm. like Cooper Cup, O.J. Howard, Nate Peterman, and Kareem Hunt, just to name a few in your senior bowl. Sounds like something mm-hmm. I need to start watching. First, though, what, what what did it feel like, you know, full circle now you're coming from three and three, you know, we've been mentioning a lot, you know, your three offers to now you're getting invited mm-hmm. to the senior bowl. And second, was the talent that apparent when you were there at senior bowl practice? Like, did it feel oh, yeah, like I, I was around, you were around like pro bowl type talent when you were there? Uh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, definitely. Uh, you definitely seen the talent. You feel, you felt it, um, and you knew. So that was definitely a once in a lifetime experience as well. Being there with all those great players, uh, future Hall of Famers, for sure. Some's gonna be there. Some definitely a lot was there. Um, I mean, you don't get no better than that. Being around all the uh, coaches and just being able to talk to them, and communicate with them, and as I said, all that stuff was uh, you know just a it was just a big orientation, a big interview for us, and um, we uh, that helped us prepare. That was a definitely, definitely a part of our preparation. And like I said, that that was definitely help. That would definitely help some of us, you know, be ready for certain things like, uh, you know, being able to talk to coaches and interact with certain people. Mm-hmm. And um, I definitely, yeah, definitely got to be thankful for that um, opportunity. So what what was the next? Because you were uh, you were invited to the combine as well. What was that like? Was it as stressful as people make it out to be? Oh yeah, that was stressful. That was definitely stressful. Be um, it's crazy because I didn't didn't none of us see that coming. I don't feel like you know talking to some of the boys that at the combine at the time. We like we got up at four. We had to get up at I believe at four or five a.m. I think to do a, a drug test. Um. And it was crazy. Yeah, we wasn't able to go back to sleep after that because we had to get ready for our testing. So this is a, you know, this is a, this is an interview as well. You know, we like, and it's on our everybody's mind. But you know, everybody's thinking about one thing: the forty-yard dash. And, yeah. and that was crazy because you know that year, you know, John Ross he breaks the record. B. So he gets up, runs a four-four-two, and smokes it. And he gets, he has everybody else. He has all <laughs> us like. I mean, come on now. Are you yeah, serious? Like, why did why didn't you run last? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like seriously, everybody's down in the dumps. And I'm like, but you know what? We we I think we I think you know everybody did what they could. And as I said, I try not to get too down because I you know, as as you look around, you can see like what it could do. Like, but that's that's part of the game, that's part of the interview. They're looking at that, they're watching everything, you know, who can hold it together. But I had a you know, I had to hold it together. I mean, and I felt like I finished strong. I ended up having the uh, best uh, three cone drill out of all the receivers. Uh, me, I had it for the receivers. Christian McCaffrey had it for the running backs. We both had six, five, seven. That was our that was our uh, 
yeah, three cones real. So, I mean, I, I wanted to finish on. I was like, I wasn't gonna, I mean, I, I ran, I ran a good forty, but you know, obviously, not what I want. I want to be like four three, but you know. So do you, know, you feel like you, know, you could have done better? Was there something that was bothering you, like going into that, like maybe a neck? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel like I was a little bit on the heavier side. I was about two oh, two oh two. 203 usually like 195 i feel like i was heavy i i don't know i was telling myself when i was coming out when i look back i was trying to be too heavy for some reason like i wanted my weight to i just felt like me having a bigger having more weight was gonna you know be better look better on me or sound better to you know the scouts whoever it may be mm-hmm. but you know i feel like kind of might have slowed me up a little bit but um i would say that and i would say just overthinking that's and that's what a lot of you know, guys would say just about the 40, the technique, you just, man, you just run, you know, it's just, you just run, you just do what you do, man, like, it ain't, it's nothing to it, you know. You don't so there's, there's two parts that I really want to know about, because you always hear about certain parts of the combine, you hear about the 40 yard time, you hear about the bench press and all that stuff. Yeah. I want to hear about the meeting. Was the meeting <laughs> as weird as what everybody always says? And like, were you asked any weird questions? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely like, you gotta you they there it's almost like it's almost like some of them studied in psychology like the, some of the questions that they they come at you with and it's like dang you really want to see if i'm can think huh like yeah you gotta they're really trying to see that i'm like wow like it's hard for me to even try to uh like even try to you know it was, it was hard for me to try to resonate some of those questions but it's hard for me now trying to think and backtrack on some of them they asking because he was right. But I mean, the meetings was definitely, yeah, you definitely had a focus in those meetings. Uh, when it's definitely when it came to time to get on the board, you know, uh, coach, uh, you know, he'll describe, a, uh, uh, he'll have some on the board, he'll describe, he'll describe something to you about a play breaking down and then you have to break it back down to him, you know, uh, and he'll go through it or he'll go through the play He'll go through a play on the board, like on film or watching film. Then you have to turn the film off, turn on the whiteboard. Okay, can you draw what the play I drew? Like the play we was watching, can you draw, you know, the play in X's and O's? Can you draw it out? You know, how do you learn? Are you, um, you know, are you a hands-on learner? Are you visual? You know, stuff like that. So, the you know, it was kind of, you know, it was kind of pretty intense for sure. So, it definitely had you, you know, um, it had you uh, focused in there, you know. They definitely wanted this tea. So they, they they also talk about the uh, the Wonderlick test. Was the Wonderlick test hard, or, or was it like it? I don't I don't know. Like, was there weird questions on yeah. that too? And you were yeah. like, I don't really know how to answer this. Uh yeah, yeah, for sure. The um Wonderlick, and we did like another um we did like some we did like some uh, memory some type of memory test um. Before that, before the Wonder League, I remember doing some type of memory test before that, but I think that was part of it. But I mean, it was crazy. Like, yeah, some of the questions just, I guess they just wanted to channel, like, to see if you could be able to remember, like, or how much memory you could store. They guess I wanted to see your memory storage. Like, I guess they were testing that because they were asking some questions. And then, like, as you proceed in the test, they would backtrack on like a question they asked you before. They would ask you again. They would ask the same question in a different manner. 
and it was it was yeah it was it was definitely different so I was like something that you know something that definitely uh, a job like that like the NFL requires and you know I see yeah. why they did it so so after the combine was over did you kind of have a, a sense of where you were going to be drafted already like was there a team that said hey you know we're going to take you at this certain point uh, and, and was there a team that said hey we're going to take you at this point and then didn't uh, honestly I was I, I didn't I didn't really I didn't really have like a feel, good feel. I was like, I didn't really know. Um, I felt like the teams that I was talking to was definitely interested. I felt like, you know, I had some good interest, but um, I really didn't know if I, if I had a, if I knew like there was a favorite, if I could really pinpoint that. Um, but my my conversations I had when I met with all my, all my coaches on my teams, they was good, and you know, um, my interviews were good. Like I said, I was focused. I was able to, you know, do what they told me and stuff like that, and um. And, um, and everything was good in that aspect. But um, I, I never really uh, could, like, you know, really decide, like, uh, I feel like they like me the best with this and that. Was there a team I just, that you I, wanted to I get just, drafted to? Um, I actually did. I actually did want to go to the uh, with the Rams, the L.A. Rams. Um, but my – um. My 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 uh, thought was that I wasn't going to get drafted by the Titans because being from Louisville, they were so close. I just canceled them out completely. So as I said, it's still crazy like to this day. But I told myself anybody's going to draft me, but Tennessee, you know, it's no way I go there. And I told my mom that and everything, and my agent, you know, they was they didn't they didn't they didn't really they couldn't really say that. It was like you know you know anybody could get you, but yeah. you know I was telling them. Yeah, anybody, but Tennessee not. They were like, yeah, probably you right. So you felt right. like Tennessee was just going to be too good to be true for you? Like you felt like yeah. it was like there's no way that something somebody so close could would do this and, like, it would just be – I mean, it, yeah. it would be crazy because, I, I mean, mm-hmm. there or Indy, really. Yeah, or Indy. That's right. Yeah, that too. But I, as I said, yeah. But it, I was just like – because in Nashville, I was from – I'm with the Bowling I'm with the WKU's in Bowling Green, so that was close. I was like, yeah, it's no way. But, yeah, I, I really didn't think about Indy at the time, but, yeah, I was just like, I knew Titan. I knew I wasn't going to be a Titan. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I just thought – I felt like L.A. was going to come because, um, yeah, their GM and coach, McVay, actually came up to WKU and stuff. And they showed a lot of interest um, as far as that. So, I was uh, – you know, I was like, okay. You know they got they got some interest. You know they really so, like me. So going into the draft, did you did you have a draft party? And if you did, where was it? Like was it in Louisville? Yep. Was it at WKU or? Mm-hmm. Yep, I did. I had a draft in Louisville. I was actually uh, thinking about having it in the, at WKU in the uh, in the uh, John Harbaugh Club actually up up at uh, up on campus. But I ended up having it at home, and uh, I had it at this. It was a uh, it was a nice lounge downtown and um you know I had my family there my friends and we ended up watching the jet party and I ended up wearing tight and blue that day B it was crazy because I <laughs> I was like wow I wore I wore polo tight and blue polo it was like silk but I just didn't think I was getting drafted but um we had it the second day not the first day day when we had it day two I didn't go on day one went on day two um you know because you know so I kind of 
was expecting my agent was telling me that's what they was hearing. So I went on here at my party that day hoping that would happen. And and unfortunately it did. And you know, it was crazy. They did it. they announced it and I remember that too. Like it was yesterday, it was Jarrell Casey, my teammate for the Titans. He uh, announced my name and uh, it was crazy. Everybody went crazy and I couldn't believe it. Kind of hit me late. It hit me at the moment, but I was just like, dang. But definitely was a relief and uh, definitely uh, like one of the best moments in my life for sure. So, so that, so I guess when you got that phone call, like I guess you think of it now, like what was it like when you got that phone call? Like who, first off, who called you? What did, like, what did they say when they called you whenever they were going to draft you? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, actually it was um, John Robinson, the GM for uh, Tennessee. Yeah, he called me and he uh, and he basically said, you know, he said my name Taewon. He says it's Taewon. I said yes, sir. He says John Robinson, and you know, he said what's up here, Topper, and I was like, what's up, boss? And you know, I just started laughing. He said, he said you're here, Topper. He was like, uh, well. He's like, you a Titan now? You ready to be a Titan? Tell me I was a Titan now. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. But, yep, and that was it right there. was all she wrote. I said, yes, sir, absolutely. And he was like, I can't wait to have you. So, and it just changed my life. And I just actually looked at my shirt like, Man. like, the hell, what, this is the color. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I, did y'all know I wore this or something? I mean, like, but I mean, I couldn't believe it. And that was it right there. It was a call. He, he congratulated me and he put me on the phone with uh my coach at the time, Mike Malarkey, was my head coach. And then talked to Coach Malarkey, and uh, that was about it. And and we made it happen. So you going to mini campus is kind of like the question I asked from high school to college. Like, do you, do you remember, like, what was the difficulty, I guess, uh, ranging from college to NFL? Like, because now you're really, really playing the best of the best because these are pro guys. Like, what were the difficult – how difficult were the practices compared um, – in comparison from the NFL to college? Oh, uh, yeah, that was definitely uh, way more um, – that was way more uh, structured. Um, uh, but I would say – Practicing as a structure too, but you know, our is you know, we're definitely on schedule. It's always on schedule. And we're gonna um, and we and like everything I'm saying, the tempo was just in, insane. It was definitely extreme. Yeah. From college to uh, NFL was uh way more extreme than NFL to uh I mean high school to college. Um, but I knew that was that was gonna be evident. But um, like I said, it just required um you know, a greater level of uh, deep attention, a greater level of focus. And that's what I try to do. Like my rookie year, I just, I definitely spent a lot of time just trying to um, definitely stay in my playbook, obviously. But I was just looking up like um, little highlights and stuff. I started really getting into watching players and stuff, watching highlights, watching a film and stuff of NFL games and stuff, certain players that I, um, who, who know, was somebody you tried to emulate whenever you were watching those films? Like who was somebody that you watched a lot that, that you were like, yeah, this is kind of like what I need to do. Yeah, I was big into the routes. I was definitely watching um guys like Amari Cooper, Odell, AB, and stuff like that. Uh, you know, guys and running routes and stuff like that. 
because um <clears throat> I feel like I feel like that's what really what I wanted to perfect and what I still want to perfect. And um, you know, I feel like that's one of that's gonna be one of my, you know, I want that to be, you know, one of my, you know, calling cards in my game. I, uh, I should say, you know, when I, you know, just knowing that I can run any route, knowing how to get open, you know, things like that. And um, <clears throat> that's I feel like that's that's a key. That's one of the key parts of being a receiver. Definitely know how to get open and run routes. And, so thinking back to your rookie season, and you know, you get your schedule, you look at it. What? Which, was there a game on your schedule that you were like, hey, I'm really excited to play this game, or was it just like, I'm just ready to get started in general, but I'm just ready for the season to start? Oh, uh, rookie year. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I think I would say that. I think I would say that I was just ready. Like, as I'm saying, coming from where I came and what I've been through, um. I think I was definitely ready to get that NFL, get that NFL thing running and going, and uh, yeah, get my feet in the ground out there on the field because I, I knew that this is what this is what I've been waiting for, and as I'm saying, you know, it's it's a solid dream until you get there. Now, you know, it's your job. So now it's about maintaining. So that's really what it's been about, and you know, trying to stay healthy. And um, that rookie year, so I said, like, that was definitely special because, like I said, definitely was able to get my foot in the door and get around it. And now once you're around it, you know, you realize that, you know, you, you, you're you an NFL player. You, you're just like everybody else. You want to be them. So shouldn't nothing be too big or too small for you. You shouldn't feel that way at least. So I, I have a somewhat of like a trivia question for you. Do mm-hmm. you remember who your first career regular season game was against? And do you remember how you did in that game? My first career regular season game against was against the Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember how I did. I believe you had two receptions for uh, 14 yards. Do, two for 14. Okay. Two for 14. Okay. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah, I got to do better than that. But, um, <laughs> yep. That's uh yeah that was my first game I remember that day yeah I obviously didn't remember because I didn't do too much but I definitely remember that running out that tunnel yep and we wore white jerseys I believe yeah it's crazy mm. and we I believe we dang we won no we didn't we didn't win that game yeah we lost we lost my first so game. so you all ended the regular season at nine and seven and you made the playoffs so you make the playoffs your fr- your I about to say your freshman year rookie year. Your first round matchup was against the Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. and like, like, what what did you guys do to squeak out that one point win on the road in Arrowhead? Like, that's that's got to be a, a now it's an even more crazy place to play. But at that point, it was kind of like when they were starting to starting to go mm-hmm. up because you had some of those players, but Mahomes wasn't playing yet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that was that was crazy. That was a that was definitely a um a big game, especially with it being a playoff game as well. And um, you know, with that franchise in Tennessee and stuff, definitely a great time. You know, at that time, making the playoffs, they haven't been there in a, in a while. So um, I feel like we had a great team too. Like we we had some good momentum and going into the playoffs. You know, we just came off a big win to get into that game. So um, 
was that was that was crazy. And I feel like we went into that game, like I said, with some with some good momentum, and we try to keep that going. And that and that was on the road. We knew it was gonna be a road game. And I felt like um we came in there and we tried to you know go pound for pound. We knew KC was a good team that year. Definitely knew they had Mahomes as a backup, but Alex Smith was playing phenomenal. So yeah, we yeah. we knew we was gonna have to put up my best foot forward, and we uh yeah we was able to get out there with a the, get out of there with a victory for sure. So your next opponent was the eventual Super Bowl, was the eventual Super Bowl runner-up, the New England Patriots and Tom Brady. Yeah. First, what was it like to face those guys in the playoffs? And, and second, what was it like to play in Foxborough in the playoffs? Like, was it was it freezing cold? Because I mean, I feel like being up there at that time of the year would just be freezing cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it was it was icy. <laughs> um, and yes, yeah, so I said it was crazy. I mean, first time seeing Tom Brady live on the same field with him, he's running out. You know, he's just he's just looking at him. He's just like you just know he's the goat. Just, just running that last by himself. You got the music playing. Stadium's going crazy. But yeah, it was definitely a, a crazy experience. You know, unfortunately, we didn't get the win. But you know, I think we learned a lot from that game. And you, know, you just gotta you just gotta know. You know, every game. You know, you gotta make everything count. You know, we kind of had some plays that hurt us in that game. Uh, special teams. Uh, you know, stuff like that, penalties. But, you know, um, like I said, you got to – you can't make too many, many mistakes against, you know, Tom Brady, obviously. But that game was, you know, definitely a, a great game to remember. And um, that was special too. So going into your second year, like what was it you, you were – was it – this was, I guess, kind of what you were speaking on. You were watching more film on what routes I needed to get better on and stuff like that. Was that the main things that you kind of focused on to say, Hey, you know, this was kind of my, get my feet wet season. Now this is where, you know, I step it up and I show what I can really do. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure. Yes. Yeah, so I said, and I talked to my, I actually talked to my receivers coach that following year. I mean, after my freshman year and, um, you know, he, he was, uh, you know, basically just sat down and he was, uh, Basically going going through with me on everything you know he's seen from me uh, through the whole year you know strengths and weaknesses and uh, you know he just basically made a goal list of what my goals was for the off season mm-hmm. and I think that um, that really you know that really helped me you know and that really motivated me to to, to you know set some goals you know have something to you know that I want to reach and I think it should be like that every year. Uh, you know, as long as we we all play, um, we you gotta have goals. You know, you can't just go into season blind. You know, that's not realistic. You wanna you wanna have individual goals, team goals as well. Um, <clears throat> because you know who what what are you playing for? You know, if you don't. But I think that was big, and um, I feel like I definitely wanted to. Yeah, I definitely wanted to definitely improve. And I definitely, I feel like I wanted to do it, you know, for myself. And um, <clears throat> that's one of those things, like I said, especially in this business, you got to, uh, that's one of the things you got to do. You can, you know, you can't, you can't lie to yourself. You know, you you know what you're doing, you know, when nobody's looking. So that's what it's really about. And that's what I wanted to emphasize, you know, going into my second year, just putting in that work, you know, outside, really going to train. You know, I had to go travel a little bit to go train in some different places and, really try to take initiative in that uh, in that manner for sure. So in your second year, uh, you guys go to Dallas in week nine, and you mm-hmm. all get the win, but you actually were injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it required you to miss the next three games. Stay, take us through the play and, like, tell us what happened to your foot. Like, what what uh, 
did, I mean, did you have like a, a sprain or something? Like what, what ended up happening? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was my rookie year at Dallas. I was, uh, I believe it was, uh, I was a form of turf toe and, um, yeah, that kind of, it kind of set me back a little bit. Um, yeah, and it was weird. It was like the first time I ever missed real some real action. I got a real like injury, quote unquote. But um, yeah, it was just turf toes, like weird, where I couldn't really um, use my, uh, I really complain on my foot. I really complain on my toe. Or, like, yeah, I always so. think it's funny how people try to um, like downplay like how tough that stuff is. Like, that, like you, they think that guys like that are just missing time on purpose when really they don't understand how yeah. difficult it is to come back from from that yeah. injury and how bad that actually hurts. Yeah, that's not a joke. Yeah, because you you can't. It's like when you gotta push your foot down. It's like when you yeah. trying to push your foot back. So I couldn't you can't push your foot back, or you can't plan on it like trying to step on a rock or something. I mean, yeah. like yeah, you know, trying to crush something. You can't. You can't do it with turf toe, so and you need to be able to do that. So you know, run routes, stop and go, and do that kind of stuff. So I so, mean, yeah, but, um, is yeah, turf kind toe of, kind yeah, of like three, three weeks, three to four weeks? Yeah, it wasn't. It was. It's certain degrees of it too. I feel like mine wasn't too severe, so I think so it was like three, four weeks. Is turf toe um, kind of like shin splints? Like the really the only way to get rid of it is just rest and staying off of it, pretty right, much. Right. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And try to yep exercise it to work it out yep but same thing same type of uh, process yep exactly so in, in your second season you guys had the same record but you end up missing the playoffs and mm-hmm. you ended up with 37 receptions for 466 yards and a touchdown mm-hmm. obviously it wasn't fully the season that you wanted because of the injury but did you feel like you were moving in the right direction with the with the titans there and like you felt like it was going to be you know going to be your home for a while uh yeah yeah absolutely uh that's so sad. I just try to keep taking it day by day, every day. That's what you gotta do in this business. You gotta, but you can't just take it day by day. You gotta get better each day. But uh, yeah, you definitely, I definitely felt like you know I was uh, wanted to keep building. I feel like I was building, especially coming off injury. Want to get back on the right track, and I definitely felt like I was trending that way. So definitely try to keep that mindset, and um. You know, I definitely, that's what I'm trying to do, like, uh, to this moment now, I'm trying to keep that mindset up. You got to keep trending and keeping a positive mindset on everything, like, you know, and outlook and, and uh, <clears throat> you know, that's the key. So, can't nobody, you know, stop your mentality or your drive. So, that's definitely something that you can control at all times. So, that's definitely, uh, that's definitely how, how, you, how I'm thinking, just a forward thinking mentality for sure. So, I've never really gotten to talk to somebody about something like this. And so on August 31st, uh, 2019, you were, it was announced that you were being traded from the Titans to the Browns. Mm -hmm. Like first, how did you hear that you were being traded? And second, like what were your feelings? Because you had already mentioned, like you didn't think you were going to get drafted by the Titans anyway, because it was too good to be true. Like first Mm -hmm. of all, I want to ask that first part, like, well, how did you hear you were traded? Yeah. uh, uh, They, we was going um well they we we had practice that day so the, um my uh, our assistant GM he uh ended up pulling me to the side before practice that day and um he ended up taking me to GM's office and uh I ended up sitting down with my GM and he ended up uh telling me the news so, you know he basically told me you know it's tough because he drafted me and stuff and 
you know, he, he knew my story and stuff like that. And he, you know, he said it was hard for him because we had just signed a receiver, Adam Humphreys. Um, you know, it was, it was rough. Uh, like from me and my boy Corey Davis, we had got drafted the same year, but you know, they brought another receiver. So, but, um, you know, I was like, it was kind of like a wow because you know, kind of didn't expect it, curveball, but you know, then again, same time, you're like, okay, reality. So, you're like, okay, this is reality, this is business at the same time. But he told me the news, he was like, you know, and um, he's like, they that Browns actually called and you know, they've been calling for a while he said you know they've been showing interest and they just wanted to wait for the right trade and the right move and my GM actually told me he felt like he needed to do this because he wanted to see me uh, you know he wanted to see me uh, get, really get, get a chance to uh, play and be able to uh, you know you know really get out there and be out there and um, you know that's what it was so he told me that news and you know that's what it was and you know I told him thank you for the opportunity jacked me you know, it was once in a lifetime, and you know that's kind of where we went from there. So when you when you got there, I mean, your your first year, you only played in three games, and mm-hmm. during those three games, you really you were only targeted one time. Like, was there any reason given on why why you weren't really being utilized like you were in Tennessee? Because I mean, you said that you, the GM told you that they had been contacting for a while, you know, interested yeah. in you. So mm-hmm. like, what was when you got there, did you have that feeling? Like, did it feel like they were actually? Because it doesn't seem like they were trying to utilize you to. Because I feel like you, yeah, with, the, with yeah. the other two guys there, I mean, that is a that's a crazy trio of of receivers that you could have on the field at the same time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I said, uh, uh, yeah, I, actually, I uh, absolutely thought you know that was my mindset. You know, I'm going here to play. You know, I didn't want to go think I'm going here to just to sit around like nobody wants to do that. But um, you know, gotta. I got to stay ready and that's got to be the mindset. And then, you know, it's my job, you know, every, every player has to be ready when they numbers call. Uh, but that's, that's definitely my mentality, you know, uh, obviously things didn't go, you know, the way I expected it to, but, um, uh, or as far as well, for that season, for that first year in Cleveland. But uh, like I said, I just try to stay positive, you know, always, uh, you know, stay in my uh, playbook, you know, just know what I'm supposed to do, know what I have to do and know my assignment. And, um, you know, like I said, just make sure I'm healthy. Like I said, just uh, be available. And, um, you know, it's our job as players. So we, so we're here for. So, so your second year, they actually end up waving you, but then they picked you up the next day and put you on practice squad. Like what, what is exactly does the practice squad fully entail? Like, I mean, I guess they can call you up at any time because they ended up calling you back up a month later, but like what, mm-hmm. what all, so you're basically learning the other team's playbooks and you're running those routes mm-hmm. to kind of help the, the, the defenses that are playing? Yeah, basically, yeah, practice squad, basically, yeah, scout, giving them looks, uh, giving realistic looks for the other team. Um, yeah, you just – we're just do, basically doing their plays, but you um, – at the same time, you know, you, you're learning within the offense and defense. You're watching, you know, watching the man ahead of you and stuff. But uh, practice squad, yeah, uh, you know, they're on contract, you know, for 18 weeks, you know, practice squad. And unless, you know, like I said, as a roster move, like you just said, like you just mentioned, let's say, you know, uh, activate you, move you up. Uh, but other than that, yeah, practice squad is, is, that's what it is. So when, explain that feeling a month later when you got that call, because it was like, I'm sure 
any person in your position that, you know, drafted and stuff and thought you were going to play, when you get waived and put on practice squad, I'm sure you weren't really that happy. But then a month later they call you back and, they, and they're they like, hey, we want to put you back on the active roster. Was it kind of like being drafted again almost? Like, hey, you know, they're giving me a shot. They're believing in me again. Or was it still like – or did it kind of put right. a chip on your shoulder like, hey, you know what, I'm going to make sure I stay here. Right. Uh, uh, what's she, you just hit it right on. That's actually – uh, well, I actually feel like, you know, it's really been a chip ever since, you know, the trade. But, you know, it, it, there's a chip, you know, when you when you get drafted, you know, because, you know, like I said, you're always trying to prove yourself. But like I said, that's in my mentality since high school. Like I said, like I mentioned, when I when I came came uh, off that summer year, mm-hmm. just trying to prove myself. And like I said, when I got to college, trying to prove myself. Now in the NFL, trying to prove yourself. But, um, yeah, like when, like I said, when I got put on practice for that, I, I didn't get down like I didn't. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't down on myself. You know, I was like, you know, ain't nobody gonna be feel sorry for me. Who, who's gonna, ain't nobody gonna get me on practice squad but me, you know. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, I'm gonna have to do it, and you know, that's what I did. You know, at practices, my coaches, my GMs, I feel like they seen it. They uh, they seen the practice, they seen that, and you know, they just didn't activate me for no reason, you know. So, but um, you know, like I said, so I said like, now we're here, so. Um, you know it is everything. Everything has been what it's been so far. We obviously, um, we obviously had a great year this year. You know, we got a lot to build on, and um, <clears throat> so, so I said, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see. You know, what's in store. So speaking on the practice squad, I mean, I feel like you know, you telling me what that's almost got to be more difficult as far as practicing going for a person um, that's on the roster because you have to not only know the um, your own team's playbook, but you have to know another team's playbook and give them looks from the other team's playbook. I feel like that's got to be really difficult on top of the stress of, I got to make sure I'm working hard enough to get back to where I want to be. Exactly, bro. That is, um, yeah, practice squad, definitely. It's like, um, you know, you got two jobs. You're not just an active roster. you active in practice. So you're trying to, so as so I say, like you just hit, hit nail on the coffin. Like, you know, you got to do the practice squad looks 100% reality, realistic. You got to win those looks and then you got to come over. To the real to your team, and you gotta go in for the next man, and you gotta be able to do that same our place 100% and win against practice squad. So yeah, like, and at the same time, you're making less money than the active guys, and you're trying to earn your spot. So, but you're doing, but you're doing, you're doing the same type of work, same rate, you know, and it's all the same. But you know. That's that's the uh, you know that's just the reality of you know the practice squad. So I got I got another question I'm, I didn't put on here, but you could think about it. I'll give you a little bit to think about it because it, it's going to be a question you're probably going to have to think. Do you got any good OBJ stories? Because that dude is like the king of everything when it comes to story, like people telling stories about him. And oh, it doesn't yeah. have to be anything incriminating. I just want to hear something yeah. funny. Like I had a story. I had uh, Dion Branch on before, and he told a story about how he played Tom Brady in ping pong. And Tom Brady ended up breaking a yeah. battle because they lost to him. Something like that, like a, a mini camp yeah. story or something. Like something that uh, would yeah, show yeah. OBJ. I definitely got a story. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, uh, oh, they, that's, that's bro. He, yeah, he's, he's he, you know, he's real cool. He's cool with all of us, you know. And he's, uh, you know, he's good about, you know, being just being himself around everybody, you know, he ain't mm-hmm. he don't act one way, uh, one way, a certain way around another person, different around another. Always, always himself. And but um, anyways, he brought us all. He brought all the boys over one day to his house, and um, we played. Um, 
O has a he has a basketball, you know, one of those arcade games in like his house. Pop shot, pop shot game. Yeah, pop shots. So me and him go at it, and I first game with well, my first game on there. I like I get a crazy score, but I catch I, I call O's attention. So I guess O never seen somebody get that much. <laughs> so O he hits the competitive button. He turns on his. He turns on his whatever button he has, superpower, and he just gets some. He gets some crazy more than me. He beats me. <laughs> when he beats me, he gets me. And I'm like, oh my god, because I, I, I knew I just knew he didn't. He didn't. He didn't expect that. And look, yeah. I was like, I was I was at pop shot. I was locked in. But oh, gets on the thing, and you know he has to win. So he's like competitive, just like me. So he gets on there and he outshoots me and stuff. And he's just feeling good, and I was like, "Wow!" But yeah, though that was crazy. So do you? I, I, I mean, I feel like, I mean, hearing the stuff that you're saying, I feel like he gets kind of a he gets a really bad rep from a lot of people. Like to me, that just sounds like he's a good teammate, and I don't, I don't know. Maybe he, yeah. some people just, yeah, it's because he spurned a huge market in New York and didn't want to be there anymore. That yeah. I feel like he gets a bad rep. Like, would you, would you say that that's definitely the case that he gets a bad rep for no reason? Yeah, but yeah, like and like that's a lot of people's stuff that they show us that they show the people show what they want to show. They don't show, you know, what we see. Like that's what I'm saying. Plus stuff he does off the field, you know, giving us stuff, letting us come over, going through his closet, and you know, trying to help people out, asking people what they need, giving us cleats, gloves, all that. They don't see that and what he does, obviously for his communities and for other people kids and everything all the charities and foundations he's had yeah they don't talk about that but you know that's the media yeah. nowadays you know i guess they want to paint their own picture but yeah but yeah he's definitely he's definitely uh definitely a great person though oh yeah he's definitely as real as they come for sure so after uh after you got called back up uh, two mm. months later they actually uh they put you on the IR with an injury. What, like, what happened with that, and how is your recovery going now? I mean, I, yeah. I read it was a neck injury, and seeing you yeah. nodding your head, it seems like you're probably doing all right. Are you back to 100% yeah. or, or pretty close yeah, to Yeah, definitely 100, bro. Definitely 100. Yep, it was some, it was some minor. Just football was a neck injury I had in practice. You know, just practicing being professionals. I had a stop block drill, and I actually thought of the stinger. I was stop block one of my teammates, Carl Joseph, if you know, he's a safety. But, you know, I just had a – block about we just went heads up made contact you know we had four pairs a day but you know it wasn't nothing too uh uh you know wasn't nothing too major wasn't nothing too intense but uh, it was just one of those things that I was thinking and I kept I kept I even kept I, I even finished practice that day and I practiced the following day next day and I didn't actually feel it's like two three days later and mm. I just ended up telling the trainer you know I thought it was a stinger and then he ended up make I ended up having to go get a x-ray and, and you know they seen something that alarmed them and you know they had to take caution and necessary uh steps you know in that manner so and they ended up you know and put me on hour and stuff like that so it's because it took longer than you know uh two weeks so it was that it was one of those cases but uh, my mri he ended up saying that you know it was something that i ended up sustaining like a while back um and it was something that was non-football related um, but I've played sports all throughout it. So, you know, it really never affected me. It's just one of those little things. But um, as far as recovery, I'm 100%. I've been doing 
physical therapy, uh, rehab, everything. And yeah, definitely a hundred percent. Yeah. So I got clear. I just got clear like last month. So I'm doing all activity, weightlifting and stuff. So, so yeah. I got one more question, then we're going to do rapid fire questions. Uh, mm-hmm. But w- so, what's your plans going forward? Are you still with the Browns? Do you feel the, are, are you planning on staying with the Browns as long as they'll have yep. you? Is it? Yep, yep. yep, I'm still with them, bro. Um, my agent is actually in contract talks with them now. So, um, you know, um, from what I'm hearing, you know, they are interested interested in bringing me back. So, um, you know, but, you know, um, as far as the business aspect of it goes, you got to go with the money. It's obviously my agent knows that more than me. So, you know, I'm going to um, believe in him and believe in the process, you know. And is what that, is that kind of uh, intimidating almost? Not really. Inti- I don't know if intimidating is the right word. Uh, unsettling maybe because I know you, it, you go through the process of getting an agent yeah. and you find someone that you trust, but at the end of the day, like, is it still tough to leave all that negotiation talk up to him and say, "Hey"? It is. It is, and that's 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 that's, that's uh, it's crazy you said that. Yep, yeah, because that's um that's one of the major components when it comes to ages, and that's one like one reason you see a lot of players they switching agents yeah. every every half so often. But unfortunately for me, I've been blessed to you know, like I said, believe in my agent that I have. I've been having them since I'm rookie year, so um you know from top to bottom his who resume. Is your, who is your agent? Uh, my agent is actually Jovan Barnes and Roosevelt Barnes. They're independent sports entertainment. So, yeah, I see, I see um, their agency. They represent base, uh, football, basketball, M- uh, baseball. Yes, they do uh, sports, NFL, M- uh, MLB, NBA. So, they got a, they got a, I believe they got a couple um actors as well. So, yes, yeah, so, as I said, so resume, the um, resume for this agency, you know, definitely. Uh, it's definitely, you know, stellar for sure. But, um, you know, as far as my agent, yeah, I definitely trust him 100%. And, <clears throat> but as you said, though, you definitely got to be cautious, you, you know, because there can be some uncertainties, you know, when you're trying to deal with an agent. But people, you know, people, they are who they are at the end of the day. Yeah. But you, you definitely got to, you know, in this business, protect yourself and stuff because, you know, the players come first, obviously. So, but, yeah, fortunately for me, um, it's been good. So definitely hoping that um, everything works out. And because I like Cleveland, you know, I definitely wouldn't mind to be back. So if everything works out, uh, you know, definitely, that's definitely what I'm expecting for sure, bro. All right. So you ready for the rapid fire questions? You familiar with rapid fire questions? I asked you a question. Yes, you said yeah, first yeah. Yes, All right. Sir. So so these are it, the rapid fire questions are sponsored by Mike and Cheese. While you're in a little over area, I'll just let you know Mike and Cheese is a is a mac and cheese company. It's one one of my close friends. It's the best mac and cheese in town. They got free delivery to the Louisville and Southern Indiana area. Just fifteen dollar minimum. You call them at 502-548-6845. and make sure you try the beef's beef pizza mac. It's the best macaroni and cheese on the on the on the menu. But are you ready for the the rapid fire questions? I might check them out tomorrow. Mac and cheese. For sure. I'll, if you want, man, I'll send you the I'll send you the menu after we get done. All right. So you ready? Let's get it. First one. Favorite pregame meal. Pizza. Pizza. All right. All right. Well, I guess it's going to answer the next question. Pizza or tacos? Mm, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wings or burgers? Uh, I got to go with wings. Can't right, go wrong with some wings. Here's a question off that. 
Flats or drums? Mm, you can't go wrong with them flats, my guy. I, I'm right there with you. Flats are, flats are the – now, this is a big one for me right here, Taewon. You you might lose me. I might I'll disconnect the flat. interview if you say the wrong one on this one. French fries or tater tots? Uh, <laughs> I got to go with the Frenchies. French fries all we're day. We're good to keep moving forward then because I'm right okay, there with good. you. I was going to say, man, I'm about to lose connection. <laughs> all right, favorite movie? Favorite movie. Mm-mm-mm. That's crazy, bro. Favorite movie. I got to say uh, Friday After Next. That's my favorite one of those three. It's not my favorite movie ever, but that's my favorite one of the other the Friday trilogy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Favorite album all time and then favorite album that's current. Favorite album all time. Okay. Favorite album all time. All time album. Mm. <laughs> uh, favorite album all time. I have to say Nipsey Hussle's Mailbox Money. Okay. It's called Mailbox Money. And favorite current album right now? Mm. That's crazy. It has to be between. It has to be between. Dang, you said favorite album currently. A lot of good albums have came out currently. I know. This is rapid fire. I gotta say, um, <clears throat> I gotta go with. I gotta go with. I gotta go with. Man, I gotta go with. Uh, I gotta go with little babies. Um, what's the? I gotta go with little babies. Apple. I see. I've been. I've been having trouble going off of both the Louisville guys, ESTG and, and Harlow's albums. Both those. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but that exactly. ESTG album is if like. I love Harlow's album. Harlow's album yeah. is the best album he's done, in my opinion, because he, I feel like he grew so much going into this album. Number one that, album to me, yes. But that ESTG album is very, very slept on by people that are not in this area. Like, people in this yeah. area realize it, but I feel like people are not really giving that album the attention it deserves. Exactly what you said. Yeah, Louisville's, in, yeah, Louisville's definitely in great hands with them, too. But, and, yeah, Lil Baby, I got to go with Lil Baby's album. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Currently, it's so many rappers, but as yeah. far as, like, my favorite – I got, yeah, a little baby. It's just, he's number one. All right. Favorite flavor oh, of ice cream? Favorite flavor of ice cream? Oh, strawberry. Biggest fear? Biggest fear? Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to say hornets, like hornets stinging you and like getting all around. Like <laughs> That's pretty specific, hornets. but man, yeah, I yeah. can see where you're coming from. All right. This is a, this is one. So it's a three-headed question. Favorite restaurant in Louisville, Nashville, or any Cleveland? Mm, favorite restaurant in Louisville. Favorite restaurant in Louisville, I'm going to have to say. Mm-mm-mm. This is supposed to be rapid fire. You giving me all these <laughs> crazy questions like favorite restaurant in Louisville. I got to say Kanza. Okay. Uh, what about Nashville? Kanza. In Nashville, I have to say um, Flemings. And what about Cleveland? And in Cleveland, I have to say, dang, I don't think I've had the best food in Cleveland yet. 
Cleveland have to say. Mm-mm-mm. Angie Soul Food. It sounds like two places I need to try now. Whenever I go to Nashville and Cleveland. Yeah, Angie Soul Food, bro. I, so I try to, I try to, I try to have a. It was a one or two uh, winner, but I gotta go with Angie's. All right, so this is this is another three-headed question. So the best player you ever played against in high school, we'll start out with that, basketball and football. Who's the best football player you played against in high school? Uh, I'd say James Quick. What about basketball? Ooh, uh, I'd say Quentin Snyder. All right, best player you played against in college in football? And the NFL. So we'll go – the best player you played against in college and the NFL. Mm, best player I played against in college and football. Best player I played against in college is I guess like I guess like Marla Humphrey in college and NFL. I gotta say Jalen Ramsey. It's man, yeah, that I couldn't imagine trying to get open on that guy. And plus, he's talking the whole time too. Like I couldn't even imagine, yeah. like trying to get open and then him just talking to yeah. you the entire time. All right, yeah. so that's what I'm saying. Him and Marlon. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is the last question here. Favorite favorite basketball player of all time. Oh man, come on now. That's a walk in the park. The chosen one. It's only one chosen one. You know what it is. I ain't got to say his name. Favorite football player of all time. That's a walk in the park too. Randy Moss. Go. Yes, I. I I swear, dude, that's why we're meant to be doing it. That's my favorite player ever. Hey, bro. So, come on, bro. I swear. It, and I'm guessing the chosen one you're talking about, LeBron. Yes, sir. Yeah, you realize that you just named my two favorite players in both sports. Now, this hey, is – if you name this bro. one, if you name this one, then I don't know what I'm going to do because this is this this can be just your favorite athlete. It doesn't Even if it's one of those two you just named, who's your favorite athlete ever? All time. Got to go Muhammad Ali. Hey, bro, walk up there. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to show you one more thing because I didn't I didn't text you about this or anything once I got your number and all that stuff. I sent this to Javante when I got this. And mm-hmm. I have to say, out of every autograph that I've ever seen, you have to have probably one of the coolest looking autographs I've ever seen. So hey, bro. I, I collect sports cards. And a while back, I found a guy that was selling a bunch of cards. And I bought one of your cards. It's numbered to 25 when you were in Tennessee. Yeah. You can't even really see the autograph, but I think your autograph is one of the coolest autographs that I've ever yes, seen. Sir. Definitely can tell that you uh, spent time when you yes, were supposed sir, to be doing tests and PRP uh, working on your <laughs> autograph. <laughs> that's from all that. That's from all that Panini autograph signing I did when I went to the rookie premiere too. I'm like, golly, signed about a million so, cards. So there's there's a question that's off, that's off script there because I'm a huge sports collector. All right, sports mm-hmm. card collector. What is that like? I mean, one, it's probably cool, but, like, is it just like, hey, here's a, here's a sheet of stickers, sign all of them. That's what they right. tell you to do. So you don't even know – you don't even know what card it's going on. And, oh, I'm just signing stickers. I'm just signing stickers. Sometimes they give you those little player cards. It's your picture. I'm signing those. But this is a big palette of freaking stickers. I'm like, Wow. They just you want you want me to sign them all right now, huh? Just look at it, just <laughs> drop them. That's what I'm thinking. Like, oh my goodness, do we? Like, can I get a break? Like, oh my goodness, 
Like, if like, you yes, had to you estimate, come back and finish whatever you want. Come back tomorrow. If you had to estimate, how many of those did you think you had to sign? Like thousands, or you know, a couple hundred, or what, like what would you think you had to sign? Oh, uh, yeah, three thousand for sure. Jeez, and the stickers <laughs> is thousand. That's only the stickers. So and that's the crazy thing, man. Is yeah, you like, had to sign three thousand yeah, like, to my house. And your autograph still looked that good. I mean, it's kind of hard to see because it's got a light on it. But your autograph still looked that neat, <laughs> and you had to sign 3,000 stickers. That's insane, man. Well, I felt, uh, yeah, bro. I felt like I was writing all day. I promise. I don't miss that. <laughs> so, uh, is there anything like you want – like, is there like a – any way people how – can, how can people find you on social media to follow you on, like, Twitter and Instagram and stuff? Yeah, and, like, yeah, I, yeah, I got Instagram. I haven't been on a while, but I got, got Instagram for sure. They can follow me on Instagram at SilentGrind2, man. Follow me on there. Uh, I'm on Twitter, too, as well, SilentGrind. That's my name on Twitter. My my handle is all, and then um I actually got Facebook too. I just started getting on Facebook, so my name's Taywan Taylor on there, so you can follow me on Facebook as well. So, uh yeah, so um but yeah, as I said, I have my uh my um my activity on Instagram and Twitter, yeah um hasn't been um hasn't been really active here lately, but um try to get back into it. For sure, with Taywan, yeah, I appreciate yeah, you so much taking yeah, time out for me. Man. I, I appreciate mm-hmm. you taking sure, time bro. out. I appreciate you having me, bro. Absolutely. I'll have to come up uh, and yeah, uh, sure, get Javante to, to come up and watch a game or something up in Cleveland or something. For sure, bro. Yes, I said I was like, my bad about uh, last last week, bro. And uh, some came up and stuff. But yes, I said I had to make time today. So Absolutely. And yeah, I appreciate it. Stuff, I appreciate bro. it more, appreciate more than you ever know. Um, and anytime you want to come back on yeah. or – you know, I'll try to get you back on a different time, maybe after uh, after a couple more years or something. Yeah. You, you start making Pro Bowls and winning Super Bowls, we'll get you back Facts. on here. Facts. For sure, bro. Let me know. Let me know. Yeah, stay in touch with me and do that for sure. All right, Taywan. I appreciate you taking time out, man. Have a good one. All right, bro. You too. All right.